I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code Wrestling to X Pod. Again, the code Wrestling to X Pod. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me the hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Bro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan Ciro Moran and Chino Liao reporting for duty on a Wednesday. So I know we promised at the end of the Thunder Rosa episode earlier this week, which you can catch, by the way, and download now on Spotify. Uh, now, we would be doing a Thursday show, but as I explained in the pre-show, I uh, signed up for a bunch of workshops and uh, they take place on Thursday nights for the next few weeks. So we're Not like we have anywhere else to be. So anyway, let us know which, uh, which day works better for you, whether it's a Wednesday or a Thursday. So after the next three weeks, we'll figure it out. And we'll settle on a schedule that really works well for all of us. And when we say all of us, we lang kami tatlo, but really, literally everybody. Right? But mostly, but, but mostly us. Yeah, mostly us. Because we're the host. Let's face it, guys. Mostly us. Like, okay, I mean, we'll, consider, we'll consider it, but mostly us, right? <laughs> without us, we don't have show. Eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. Let's, uh, let's be realistic here, right? Alright, here's what's on the menu for tonight. Of course, the WWE draft and how craptastic that was. We'll talk about that. And then Eva Marie has been in the news for the last couple of days. And we've also got our quick predictions for tomorrow's AEW Dynamite anniversary show. So for all of your comments and your reactions to everything going on in the podcast, just leave it dito sa live thread natin on Facebook or on Kumu. Kind of like what Carla does. He wants a shout out right now. Carla, you get a shout out before we start. All right, hey. Hey. All right. So yeah, start the dial. Let's uh, get to the WWE draft. And I think yung zooming out na opinion really was na wala naman talagang nagbago even though medyo maraming nagbago. And it's kind of like what we said last week na the idea naman talaga behind the draft is to shake the status quo. But because this is a storyline draft conducted by WWE, chances are it's more of two steps forward, one step back. So kayo guys, what did you think about how this draft uh, shook out for everybody involved? 
Uh, well, the problem kasi is that the draft right now is for some reason a shakeup of the entire roster. Nisha before, nisha parang dati na it's only like a handful of picks between each show, and the shows are only using it to shake to literally shake up their uh, their their rosters and not actually rebuilding them or you know keeping them intact no matter what. So as long as the format of the draft is ganito na. Kalangan buong rosters ang e draft nyo and not just you know adding or stealing uh, a bunch of guys from the other brand. Uh, it's always going to be like this. So the the best solution really is to go back to the previous or the shakeup format, the superstar shakeup format. Yeah, I feel like you know how they always say the more things change, the more they stay the same. I feel like that was the case with this week's draft, this season's draft, I should say. Uh, Let's use the word season for this one. Because it feels like they wanted to, you know, things have gotten stale, admittedly, especially during the corona era levels of wrestling where there are no audiences and all that. We've covered that here before on the podcast. Um, So they wanted to shake things up. But I think they did it too much when it got to a point where certain moves either negated entire storylines kind of retcon sila to use a comic term or just unintentionally started new storylines from out of nowhere you saw entire raw storylines or people from the entire storylines on raw get transferred over to smackdown and the same goes for smackdown people moving over to raw so essentially you can't help but see uh, they're just changing the channel on us. One show is just literally moving to another network. Is that a good thing? I don't think so. I'd rather see something completely new and completely different. But I mean, we got what we get. I think right. I think the problem is that the draft is somehow in October. Like, okay, last year it was to accommodate the move from of Fox to Fo- of SmackDown to Fox. But now it doesn't make sense. Remember when previous drafts would be would be held right after WrestleMania when the the slate is blank. Uh, now it's sort of awkward in the spot, yeah. And yeah. we don't they don't know how to write around it, or they don't know how to end storylines before moving on to the draft. Yeah, especially since they're in between pay-per-views now and those pay-per-views aren't the big four pay-per-views that we're used to getting. So when you essentially put some story-altering event like the draft in the middle of two essentially non-consequential pay-per-views like Clash of Champions and Hell in a Cell, it it easily gets negated. The problem is what they were going for. Yeah, I was just going to say, I kind of got what they were going for because they were branding the episodes next week as the season premieres of Raw and SmackDown. So in a way, having a draft at this time of the year does make sense. In a way. But I also understand that it's still way better to have it at the end, right after WrestleMania. Because that's really when you wipe the slate clean. So I'm with you there. Sana nangyari na lang after WrestleMania. It would have also added a little bit of excitement to the empty arena shows. Because at the time, di ba, napaka-boring talaga. We really didn't feel like there was much to look forward to. And there was really barely anything that was drumming up interest. So a draft at that time of the year really would have helped as opposed to ngayon na medyo may renewed interest na rin naman in WWE. Alright, Gimme Buckets on has joined us on Kumu again. Thank, hey, Gimme Buckets, what's up, man? He says that the season premiere na wala namang season finale and I have to actually touch on that because they're hyping the season premieres 
because they're following the U.S. system, eh, the U.S. calendar of TV, right? But the, the problem is they don't actually follow that when it comes to the writing on the shows. Like, I feel like, oh, okay, if you're going to market the season premiere, you're going to have to write storylines around the fact that th- there is a season f- finale and a season premiere. The fact that you're still treating WrestleMania as your season finale is not lining up and it's just causing a lot of disarray and dissonance when it comes to the narrative. Uh, any thoughts, Chino, or do you want me to get into no, specific? We can, we can move on. We can move on. Yeah. Sige, sige. Covered most bases. Sige, sige. Uh, let's get to this comment from Aaron who asks, what can you say about the tag team championships being exchanged literally uh, between the New Day and the Street Profits? That's actually a good question because almost everybody's commenting that right now. So we're going to start with the New Day. Because the bigger issue with the New Day is how they were basically split up via the draft with barely any logic. And again, I'm going to take yung devil's advocate point of view na I get what they're trying to go for because the end game is to establish Big E as a single star. But when you have the New Day, whose uh, story as a trio has lasted over six years, parang napakawalang justice at napaka-empty nung separation nila. Parang, ah, okay, dinraft ko nga pala si Kofi and Xavier to Raw, Big E, bahala ka na, and SmackDown gets to pick you up. Where's the logic there? When some teams were drafted together, like the Hurt Business, all four of them were drafted all at the same time, and then you have acts like the New Day or the Lucha House Party, and only two were selected by Raw. So what happened to the other guy? That's very questionable. Right, Chiro, go ahead. All right, no, no. I just wanted to say that I wish there was uh, something, you know, uh, like a presence from both brands, from, I don't know, both TV networks, trying to present an internal logic to the draft. Like, okay, like here is the brain trust for Raw, here is the brain trust for SmackDown. I wish somebody was here to explain why they were making certain moves. And then I wish Stephanie explained why all of a sudden the new day can be split up. I just didn't like the fact that they just allowed it to happen without any explanation. Because for sure, they know. They know that the audience will be wondering why it's like this. So talagang you're not doing us a favor. You're insulting our intelligence by doing this this way. So did you want to see Kalitos the football robot again? Is that what you say? No, I just said someone, <laughs> a representative. From I know from both brands, you know, making, you know, building or establishing the internal logic. Because that's that's all we're looking for, really. Sayang, sayang, wala nang suits eh. Like a Harvey Specter cameo would have made so much sense. Like, yung arbiter, yung arbiter ng Monday Night Raw. Like yeah, I, I, I just really <laughs> wish that there was a GM figure again. I mean, I get that we have Adam Pierce for both shows, but having a separate GM for each show automatically gives you the plot device to explain your internal logic that you have Yep, exactly. Yeah, I, and I feel like doing this to the new day kind of like, it negates the six years that they've put in as a stable and so as an institution. Like when the Shield broke up, that was a big deal. Right, it was a big yeah. deal all around the wrestling. Even if we think the story has been overdone again and again and again, it was still a big deal when it when it happened. Right? And they haven't been together as long as the New Day have, right? So yep. for for somebody more established like the New Day who have crossed over to other medium media, it's kind of sad that they did them dirty like this. Like I wanted, I didn't want, I didn't want to see Big E turn heel. I'm not saying that. I just wanted it to be a little bit more significant. Yeah, I think that's not a ba- uh, that's not an unfair ask, naman, eh, uh, You want to make it mean something. 
And if you're looking at writing stories for wrestling, the reason you put a team together or, or a trio or a faction is to eventually split them up. Right? Oh. You build <laughs> that's so sad. That's so sad. No, but that's, you know, the end game, right? Like, Evolution was built so that Batista and Randy Orton could eventually splinter from that and be the single stars they were meant to be. Just to give you an example, right? the Shield was also put together to give these guys a, a, a platform to learn and get their, get their, earn their stripes and eventually become the world champions they were meant to be. Nation of Domination. Yeah, same principle. Like, that's the purpose of a team in wrestling. So, if that's the end game, and that's always been the purpose since time immemorial, why couldn't they give it some logic? I mean, if the whole point, like, okay, if the end game was to turn Big E heel or something, sana may something na, okay, I actually requested that, you know, I be drafted separately or something like that. Anything, even a little morsel of logic would have done a lot to explain all of this. Yeah. So, yun, uh, really disappointing. And, well, it, it led us to Raw where the Street Profits were one of the first picks of SmackDown, which... You know, logically, because they lost their tag team champions, so they get the raw tag team champions in the Street Profits. And then there's that backstage segment where Adam Pierce negotiates that they just both hand over their respective titles to the other team. So what do you guys think about that? Because I'm seeing the violent reactions in our comment section. And I got to say, I'm not too opposed to what they did because, well, you know, switch places and they're still champions. Natalo to anybody, so why yeah. not? Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that because given this platter of crap that we've been served, this makes the most sense to me right now. The only other option would have been to have another brand's team on another show, and that would have made no sense at all because how are they going to, to defend the belts on that show, right? Like if, if the Street Profits remain Raw Champions on SmackDown, what's the point yun? But they can't keep that gimmick up for very long, right? So it, even if it's a little bit on the nose, as people might object to, it's the only way you, you can deal, you can resolve this um, a plot hole. Oh, I have two problems with it, but none of them are the fact that this was the switch or this was how they switched the championships. The first problem is, why would you leave the brand-exclusive champions open to be drafted by the other brand? Okay, then you get past that. Okay, okay. that already happened. The second problem is, why did Raw not draft their own Raw Tag Team Championships before SmackDown could do that? If I were the raw general manager, I would have I would have kept both tag team both sets of tag team championships on my show and you know have them draw all the money for the tag team division. I mean, yes, it's counterproductive because it kind of dilutes your tag team division that's already thin, but I would be swapping that way. But anyway, going back to the original question, no, I don't really have a problem with it switching that way. Worse things have happened, stranger things have happened. And I guess that they it, it was the most painless way to do it. Yeah, you want to talk about the worst things that have happened. How about Retribution getting drafted by Raw? The show they've been actively terrorizing for weeks. It's a patong internal logic Because if there was a general manager figure to explain all the draft picks, maybe they could have said something like, okay, we're drafting Retribution to Raw because we have the guys that can take them out. But we're drafting them. We're drafting them so that official yung pagkalaban namin sa kanila. But no, since there aren't any, it's just another 
uh, illogical or you know dumb looking move on their end on their part. Yeah, Chino Ika, what do you think about Retribution getting drafted here? I think it's the least of our problems at this point, honestly. I mean, you you draft you first of all, they also draft the Brazilian dude. What's his face? Arturo uh, Ruas. Arturo Ruas and Dabacato back to Raw. So basically they got a promotion, right? It's the, uh, they got promoted uh, from Raw Underground to actual Raw. Good for them. Uh, well, I think I I feel like you can explain retribution getting drafted by the show that they were terrorizing in the first place. That they can probably take it from an angle of saying that they want to minimize damage and keep these terrorists in the brand where they can control them or some BS like that. I think it's not the biggest problem we, we've ha- encountered here with this whole uh, draft situation. Hang on, no one's there to explain that. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no one's there to explain it. Now, it's, yeah, sure. It's such a dumb storyline move that the members of Retribution themselves are clowning it on social media. Mustafa Ali quote tweeted the graphic of them getting drafted and said, Why invite misery to your doorstep or something along those lines? Mace was also clowning it on social media. So when your own talent is, is taking a big dump on the illogical story, you know that there's really something wrong here. I, I feel like our bigger problem is why is Mustafa Ali still Mustafa Ali? When are they gonna call him something else? <laughs> like an edgy uh, name? <laughs> oh, no, no, like like uh, brass knuckles. <laughs> LED light. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, we, we, have, we have more thoughts on the WWE draft, and we're gonna get to them in a bit. For now, though, we'll take a quick break and hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi, ako si Nonong Balinan. Ako si Jimmy Labrador. At ako naman si James Karan. And welcome, welcome to the lang, ano ka ba hindi natin show to? Huh? Ini-invite uh, lang natin sila. Yun naman pala. Ang show na ito ay para sa mga cool pals na hindi cool pals. Pwede na rin kami pakinggan sa aming podcast sa Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast at iba pang platforms. At kung pinagtawalan mo si James dahil mali ang pronunciation niya, kupal ka! Alright, uh, let's get to some thoughts from the listeners and viewers over at Kumu. Time and time feelings about the draft. So tara, let's unpack them. Alright, a lot of guys here are letting their thoughts be known. One of them is, of course, Mr. Gimme Buckets. Sabi niya, it sucks that we missed the New Day split storyline. And he also says tag teams are formed to be broken. Yes, it might be an unfortunate truth. Uh, in wrestling. Also, may mga bago tayong followers. Judy Carl just followed us and says, Sasha Banks, diba? Team Smackdown, Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks, and Bailey's the <laughs> enemy now. I think he likes Sasha Banks, guys. Ah, uh, feeling ko rin. Feeling, feeling <laughs> I think he likes Sasha Banks now. And then, yeah, Team Raw, Team Raw, Kelly Kelly is farewell. Okay, yeah, sure. I don't know what you mean by Kelly Kelly is farewell, but okay. Also, thank Kapo- you to Koi. Koi J22 for the follow. And Stan May, nagpapashout out dito. Papa G-Sauce. Oi, Papa G-Sauce. What's uh, up, man? Yeah, nagpapashout. Also, I am, I'm, I'm gonna be with you. It's now following us on Kubo. Thank you for the follow. Oh, Kapo the guy just sent us a bunch of follow. Hey, oh, thank you. Thank you for all that. Halo, halo. Yan yung ulan na gusto natin. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm pinaka-excited dito. 
Thank you for all the guys joining us on. Yeah, kapat the guys set us up kilig as well. Yon, kilig ako don. Oh, this. Oh, uh-huh. thank you, thank you. Si Mike Yap, Mike Yap. Chan, yon. Oh, boss Mike Yap, may palitchon. Nico Gomez. What's up, Mike Yap? Nico Gomez with the Carlito clap. Another Carlito clap. Take care of Nico Gomez. Thank you guys so yon. much for Namat. all your gifts Namat. here on Kubo. Sabi kapat the guy, big wrestling fan here by G's. Oh, what's Thank up, man? Welcome Thank you. to the stream. Welcome to the stream. Thanks for joining us on Kumu. Yeah, uh, you know, we try to make this a weekly habit here on Kumu and on the Facebook page. So please follow us and just keep joining us whenever we go live on Wednesdays or Thursdays. All right, any other comments, uh, Ro, from uh, the people at Kumu before we get to. No, no, no. Uh, si, si Mara, our friend Mara. He said that it would be brilliant if they turn Mustafa Ali into a proper retelling of Muhammad Hassan, which would be the ultimate retribution, I think. Sana, but I don't think they are smart enough to do that. Yeah, uh, Nobody does. I mean, yeah, clearly. I mean, the fact that they didn't explain why they did all this in the first place. Yeah, I mean, retribution uh, wasn't even there on Raw. Yeah. Mustafa Ali turned last week. You would expect a follow-up. I was expecting a promo time for Mustafa Ali, but of course he has to stick to his social media accounts to explain <laughs> so everything. Pre- so season premiere, don't we? So dumb. All right, uh, let's get to another thing that's uh, pretty dumb, and that is uh, WWE putting Lars Sullivan in a very prominent spot upon his return. Especially since it's not like he had a good look on him already when he got injured, and then now nabumalik siya, the yoga instructor that he used to work with went on Reddit and said that Lars Sullivan had been making inappropriate advances and comments towards her. This is a very oh, bad God. look altogether. Yeah, what what is up, Lars? Come on, man. What's going on? But it's it's on the company to decide what to do with him. Apparently, as of today's rumor mill, Vince McMahon is also another big supporter of Lars. So that may mean that he gets to keep his spot. Uh, we'll see na lang if may something that he's going to Chino, any thoughts on Lars? He's not a good guy. I mean, what the, what else can you say? What else can you say about the situation? I don't, I don't want like, him on TV, man. I, I don't, don't want like, him there. I don't want him on TV either. But when you said Vince is a big fan of him, we all know where this is going. But again, yeah, we can take, we can take, yeah, I, we can take refuge in the fact that Vince might have earned late onset ADD and he just <laughs> loses interest in guys so quickly. So we can hope that Lars Sullivan becomes one of those passing fancies because we've had enough of this dude, man. I shouldn't have even brought him back. The fact that he's here again, it's just, it's a bad taste. Bad luck for them. Shout out to Tito E over on the comment section who says, nah, it, it was probably the yoga instructor's husband who went to Reddit, uh, just to clarify. All right, uh, appreciate it. Okay, uh, other things that happened on the draft. You had an entire angle switch brands, which also boggles me. So the Mysterios get drafted together to SmackDown. So does Rollins and so does Murphy. So, walang nagbago. Naglipat lang sila ng show. Yun lang. Yeah, appar- apparently SmackDown really, really thought that their angle was exciting and they wanted to bring all of them over to the to Fox. So, yun yung internal logic na nakukuha from that. It, was, it looked good at first when Rollins was their early pick uh, last Friday. But yeah. it had to turn out that they were really moving the entire, uh, the entire angle over. So expect more of this to continue. Shempre, because it's not I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, 
I I was hopeful for Seth when he moved because I thought that he was actually going to have a change in his trajectory. But then when the Mysterio family followed, they might as well change Seth Rollins' last name to Mysterio at this point. <laughs> He's been doing this thing for six months. I don't know why they still keep doing this. Maybe SmackDown changes things up and up for it to be interesting again. But I doubt that. I, I, I really Ito, doubt may it. hypothesis ako for this. Bakit six months yung duration ng storyline na to? Kung sino may susulat, kinokontrol siya ng GM mode ng SmackDown versus Raw. Six months yung angle dun sa game eh. Yeah, so six yeah. months talaga kailangan tapusin niya. So nandito na tayo. <laughs> Alright, other things that happened on the draft that really bothered us. We alluded earlier to Daba Kato and Arturo Ruas getting drafted and Andrade getting undrafted, which is really weird. Abby is asking in the comment section, what is Andrade's future? Alam mo, I, I, feel like, alam. I, I feel like he's going back to NXT. According to the rumors, uh, according to the rumors that I wrote today, the plan for the superstars that have gone undrafted is that they're staying on Raw. Or okay. a lot of them are going on Raw. Like the Lucha House Party went on Raw. They weren't drafted on the main TV show. So Wait, yun, weren't they guess, also broken up? They were broken up the same way the New Day was. There wasn't yeah, an oh. on-screen split. There were only a tease. There was only teasing of dissension uh, when Kalisto and Lince Dorado weren't getting along. But they never got broken up in a segment or a match or whatever have you. They were just quietly split up when uh, Kaliso was drafted to SmackDown and apparently Dinse and Grand Metalik were drafted to Raw. To Raw. Yeah, it's really, really uh, unclear, right? I don't get the logic. Uh, Charlotte Flair, for one, who's been injured, hasn't been on TV for months, gets drafted. Uh, as opposed to Becky Lynch, who's on maternity leave and doesn't get drafted. See, Daniel Bryan, good one We haven't seen him on TV because of paternity leave. Naman, and he also gets drafted. So there, there's a lot of logic talaga na kailangan linisin or kailangan klaruhin. And you know, we, we've been beating a dead horse. We, we just really don't understand why a lot of this is going on. Um, for the second straight year, wala ulit yung NXT. They're not involved. Yeah. Siguro yung extent of their involvement is Arturo Ruas and uh, Daba Kato. That's, that's really it. And I da- find it Daba Kato hasn't say, even been on NXT. So you can't really yeah, say it. Yeah. You're right. You're got, right, Chino. He got sent straight to underground. Uh, yeah. I, I'm really disappointed because last year long, they were really pushing NXT to be the third brand na yeah. equal, if not better than Raw or SmackDown because they swept, uh, not swept, but they dominated at Survivor Series. And then on your very next draft, it's like they're a non-entity or exist in their own little bubble universe. What's up with that? I, I feel like I have an answer for the first part of your query. The fact that people, big names even, like Charlotte Flair and Daniel Bryan have been drafted or announced might have something to do with the WWE's plan to start moving back out of the Thunderdome and doing shows around packed arenas or, sorry, audience arenas. He Vince McMahon really wants to get people back into stadiums, even if COVID is still a thing. It's unwise, yes, but if he puts out enough of big names out there to put on the marquee of these stadiums, who's to say that wouldn't work, right? It's it. I I feel like that has something to do with why an injured Charlotte and an absent Daniel Bryan have been announced. Katna, we haven't seen them on TV in many months. Is that the safest way to go about things? No, of course not. We're still in quarantine. We've done all these things 
before. But I feel like that's why they're doing it. Conrad in the comment section is saying that SmackDown ended up with too many heels. I kind of agree. Parang ang baby face ang talaga na nadagdag sa SmackDown were Kevin Owens and the Mysterios. Apollo Crews. Oh yeah, yeah. Apollo Crews. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah uh, uh, too many heels yeah. went to SmackDown and they have to, they had too many heels na to begin with. So in a way, they never really addressed yung needs nila dating back to last week when we evaluated what each brand really needed. Diba? So let's zoom out here. And like a proper uh, sports radio show, let's ask and answer this question. Who won the draft? Okay, it's a trick question because the draft is set up always, always. Especially when Raw went to three hours, it's always been set up for Raw to win. Because they get three picks for every SmackDowns too. So they naturally, they get more superstars than SmackDown ever will. That's the problem here. So Raw, by default, won the draft. Then again, there's a different angle na even though Raw won in terms of quantity, yung quality pa rin, di ba? Kasi, I mean, yeah. what are our expectations of draft picks like Titus O'Neil or Arturo Ruas or Daba Kato as opposed uh, naman to SmackDown na, yeah, kakaunti lang yung picks nila, but ideally, these are picks that would matter, like a Seth Rollins or a Ray and Dominic Mysterio or an Apollo Crews. I can see the brighter side of things for SmackDown because while you did transfer Seth and the Mysterio storyline to SmackDown, you also might have the possibility of a Seth Roman feud down the ways. You you also transferred the Kevin Owens Alistair Black story to SmackDown, sure, but you also have the opportunity to do a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn feud for the title a little further down. So there's a lot of potential there as far as recurring classic feuds are concerned. So I feel like SmackDown might be able to edge some sort of, of moral high ground here, if you will. I will also say that when it comes to the women, SmackDown barely got the better the better deal here. They have Bailey and Sasha. They have uh, Bianca Belair, which is always great, who is always great. Who else do we have here? They got Billy Kay. Uh, Billy Kay. But <laughs> I think out, out, out of the the women who were drafted, when it comes to quality, the, the few that SmackDown got is still better than the many that Raw has, I would say. Yeah, I would say so as well. Uh, you know, if, if quality over quantity, yeah. I, I think just to uh, wrap it up here on the WWE draft, if the question is who won the draft, clearly we, the fans, lost. <laughs> no, <laughs> evolve, no, but <laughs> no, clearly we lost here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any shoutouts over on Kumu? We have a bunch of shoutouts coming to us from Kumu. That Gimme Buckets is ve- being very vocal of yeah. Kumu right now. The most refreshed Rollins has looked since forever is the triple threat match. Tapos drafted that just SmackDown na uh, GG Dominic. Uh, and he also says, Dabakato <laughs> drafted from the underground. Drew doesn't have a ch- next challenger after Orton, so I think Raw lost this one. Or maybe AJ. AJ Styles went to Raw, so we'll see if that happens. I see, I see AJ and Sheamus, so meron pang contingent to get them th- through a few more months, I think. Right, okay. AJ, Sheamus, Braun. Sabi Capo the guy, you guys think the, the deletion arc was nice though? I think they should bring it back. Major left field your question, yeah. But we'll answer it because he sent us two Robinson's baskets. Thank you for Hey, thank you, thank you. Capo the Appreciate guy. It. Sana, sana maberi, kalokoy naman kasi yun. 
I think Gimme Buckets was referring to nice. Dolores, yeah, Dolores Sullivan lines. And yes, it Capo the guy has a bunch of questions for us, which we'll answer towards the end of the pod, maybe. So see, John, see. thank you, John. Welcome vowel monster. J H N D N V R P N S is now following us. Thank you. Like you get vowels when I'm buying yet. I was a Deb Deb also following us in Kubu. Hey, hello, hello. Also saying what's up to all the new people joining us today. Hello to the users. Hello, Sean. Hello, Jason Pan. Hello, Ate Bell. Thank you for joining us tonight on Kubu. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Sabini Kevin in the comment section. Uh, uh, the Fiend is one of the better picks from the draft this year. And I don't really agree or disagree with that. But I, I could actually see the Fiend going after the WWE Championship if Drew's still champion like later down the road. Yeah, uh, I also see that. Yeah, but he got moved now away from the Roman Reigns story, so they planted the seed Nah, he was still going to go after Roman, apparently in Dina, because he's now on Raw. But right now, The Fiend is still in this little story with Alexa and whoever they're effing with. So there's that. Jacob in the comment section is saying that after almost five years of being the face of Raw, Rollins going to SmackDown should have felt bigger. And I agree. Parang, okay, na draft si Seth, he's going to SmackDown. Ho-hum, diba? Yep. They could have had more fanfare with that. So, yun, sayang din yun. Sabi ni Conrad, the SmackDown tag team division needs to step up and make the tag title stand out. All right, that's where SmackDown lost because they did not draft any tag teams other than the Street Profits. Yeah, and they so, lost Heavy Machinery. They lost yeah. Miz and Morrison. They lost The New Day. They and lost the House, House Party. Party. Yeah. 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 Party, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, they here's an have, idea. They still have Cesaro and Shame as Cesaro. Yeah, that's and, that's pretty uh, much it. So, <laughs> so they did not they did not address that uh, need. They, here's an idea. Don't split up your effing tag teams. How about exactly. that? Exactly. Okay. Well, uh, okay, Ziggler and Root, but we're on SmackDown now. Oh yeah, that's right. right. That's right. That's Thank that's it. For, that's pretty much it. Thanks for identifying them. Okay, uh, now that we've ty- uh, wrapped up yung WWE draft portion of the podcast, let's talk about Eva Marie for a quick bit because rumors are abound over the last couple of days Now she's been spotted sa Amway Center, a.k.a. the Thunderdome, and uh, she's also dropped hints that she's got unfinished business in WWE. So do we want Eva Marie back? <laughs> I think at this point, it's more than confirmed because reports, the latest reports, these are saying that she's undergone testing. Yeah, the required yeah. medical testing necessary to enter the Thunderdome. So, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's like a step before actually entering the Thunderdome, right? So, if that's the case, do we want do we want her back? I I don't know. I have does, no feelings about it. Yeah, I am. I I am. I am apoplectic. But does it matter? Of course not. Vince will Vince. <laughs> it's not like they're gonna push her. Like at this yeah. point, they're not gonna push her like that. So, I don't even oh, think there's room for her. Yeah, at this point, uh, I don't think she's going to be a wrestler, actually. Maybe she's going to be like a manager or something or valet, some uh, storyline device, plot device. <laughs> I don't know. So, what's going to do GM? Adam Pearson says SmackDown, Eva Marie Saro. You know? So, what does Eva Marie know about GMing? I don't know. What did my Adam Lee know about GMing? Yes, exactly. I mean, to be fair. <laughs> Wala namang resumes na maganda mga GM, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, my guy, Tiffany was also a GM. Yes, exactly. The, form, yeah, the former Mrs. Drew McIntyre. So, That's right. That's right. Abby in the comments is asking, why keep hiring people when you can barely use what you already have now in the proper way? Same uh, question. I have, I, have an, I have an answer to that because 
it, if you watch Raw and SmackDown week in and week out, you will immediately see that's really is going to be really obvious that if you don't have enough people, you're going to keep using the same guys every week. So to me, adding people is important. A deep roster means you can rotate, you can make actual rotations in your in your lineup. So okay lang. Actually, yeah, uh, Dynamite is, uh, is, is a good example of that. Dynamite has a very deep roster. And one of the reasons why their matchups don't feel stale week after week is because they have that rotation. Diba? Lucha Underground is also like that. They had a very deep roster and only a one-hour show. Yeah, so, they emphasize the depth of uh, roster. Because uh, you'd see Ricochet one week and then two weeks, siya. so if you ni Ricochet, it's a big deal. Diba? So, you uh-huh. have that. Yeah, and let's go even deeper. Let's go down to dark. With all the jobbers they have on dark, at the, at the, let's call it what it is. With yeah. all the guys that they have, the freelance agents, fine, that they have on dark, independent contractors they have on dark, at the very least, you don't need to bury your established guys, right? You don't need to, other than Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler, who are, who've signed up to basically be uh, enhancement talent, you don't it's need to, Michael Nakazawa. You don't need to bury more than those guys. You can have you can build you can build the resumes off of these relative unknowns, but at the same time still keeping your records pretty fresh. So that's a yes. one good what's that's one good way to look at it. Say what's up to Jenny in the comment section. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hello, hello. Jackie adds, uh, they wouldn't need to keep adding people in WWE if Black Wednesday did not happen. Also, that's true. also true. Yes, but uh, you also have to know that around that time they weren't really using the people that they got. Yeah, except for the bigger names like Rusev. I mean, oh, I mean, it's not like it's not like Brian Myers was going to go on a championship run. <laughs> well, he did uh, with Zack Ryder he did last year. Yeah, with Zack Ryder <laughs> at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> I guess Conrad's asking when will the Fiend win the WWE title? Your thoughts. Hmm. At this point, sana hindi na. I'm okay. I was actually okay with the Kevin Owens mini feud. That was actually pretty fun. They had a good match on SmackDown last week. The The story with Alexa is intriguing to me. I actually want him to be more involved with this. The, the whole problem the one with, uh, with The Fiend losing to Goldberg earlier this year was because he... and. He eventually dabbled in the WWE Universal Championship scene, which wasn't supposed to be the case. I said, what does a fiend care about championships? Exactly. Yeah. So why why do you want the championship? I get that for you know a mortal human being, your purpose in championship is it signifies status and money and a place on the card. But when you're literally a, a demonic figure, anin mo yun. Oh. I feel like I feel like this is where they're going with this though. Like the end game of this whole Fiend Alexa storyline might be directed towards Drew McIntyre because, like Jimmy Bucket said on our Kubu feed, what happened distinct opponents Drew after Orton? Assuming that run lasts another few months. Who the fiend makes the most sense for me in this situation? I don't see AJ stepping up that much. I don't see anybody else really being able to get up to the level of the championship title. I think that's no, the fault of the writing because they were so dependent on Drew and Orton to the point that they extended the storyline to a dragging uh, to a dragging pace dragging na siya. I, I'm, I'm not enjoying the Drew and Orton storyline anymore and I think we talked about this a private chat natin they didn't need to extend the hell in a cell 
because now there are three Hell in a Cell matches. You've got Drew and Orton, Sasha and Bailey, which is earned, and uh, Roman, Roman and Jay, Jay, which is also earned. So you have three now. Nakapagod yun in one night, dude. Three Hell in a Cell matches. Kaya natin pag-usapan yun when it's almost time for Hell in a Cell next Baka year. Baka kailangan nilasulitin yung bayad ng Hell in a Cell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, as I said earlier, I think Raw actually won that part of the draft. They did what they had to and drafted potential new challengers for Drew in Sheamus, AJ, Braun, The Fiend, maybe even Jeff Hardy if they really wanted to go that far. They they brought over a bunch of upper mid-card guys that they can build whenever they want to. So kudos to them for that. It's just gonna, It's just going to take time to build. Any other thoughts on WWE right now before we get to AEW? You guys want to talk about the Heritage Cup? Oh no, it's still ongoing. I mean, like uh, we're only, only the first round. Yeah, it's only been two matches into the yeah. first round, so I'll chime in on it when it gets more clearer. All right, so yeah, we'll talk about AEW then because the anniversary show is happening tomorrow, Manila time. If you're listening to the audio only version, it probably happened already. So sorry. Uh, we'll get to our quick predictions in a bit. For now, though, we'll take a quick break and hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi, this is Aaron Cristobal inviting you to listen to Tawa Let's, the podcast that takes you through Philippine comedy through the eyes of different writers and performers. You'll be hearing from many people who create comedy content to see what it's like whether they're just starting out or have been doing it for many years. Kaya Tawa Let's! All right, let's jump ship now and talk about AEW Dynamite, which is celebrating its first anniversary tomorrow, Manila time. And I'm really happy for AEW now they've made it this far. One year of running a program of your own, that, that is no joke. Add to that the fact that they've been running you mga big shows nila, and they have shows like Being the Elite and AEW Dark. Really, it, it's definitely worth celebrating. So as a fan of wrestling, I'm happy that AEW survived one year and that they're probably in a position to keep surviving for the next few Hopefully. Yeah, it's been it's been rough, it's been slow, but that's the growing pains of a new TV show, especially when you got a bunch of young guys who haven't had this much TV exposure before. But I'm really amazed and impressed that they have given us a lot of great TV moments in just one year. So yeah, it, it goes to show that they've really been busting their butts in providing a good alternative or good competition to the WWE. And kudos to Tony Khan and the crew for one year and counting. Let's identify some of the really big things they've done in just one year. They turned Orange Cassidy into a star, number one. (laughs) They turned Darby (laughs) Allen into a star. Uh, Yeah, Darby Allen as well. Number two, yeah. They introduced us to to all these faces like MJF, Jungle Jungle Boy. Boy. Thank you. Uh, Luchasaurus, uh, Best Friends, if if you're not familiar with Best Friends yet. The Proud and the Powerful, right? They made a star out of Sammy Guevara. The Dark Order. The oh, Dark Order and Brody Lee, they realized his career, right? Nyla uh, Rose, who is the first ever transgender champion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's right. So, highlights. Chris Jericho, even. They're reviving career at this point in his uh, in his run. That was, if it matters to you, they got the fir- their first ever five-star rating from Meltzer. From the right. uh, backlot, bo- uh, parking lot, uh, parking lot yeah. fight, yes. Uh, Exactly. So, sobrin dami nilang achieve in the span of one year. So, if if that's the baseline, right, then imagine what more they can achieve going forward. So, to celebrate their first anniversary, Dynamite is having an anniversary show tomorrow. And there are four big big uh, matches because these are their championship matches. So, zooming out muna, 
the question is, will all the titles be retained? Because anniversary show, siya, it's not like all out or double or nothing or whatever. But um, I'm looking at the card right now, and I think that at least one of these championships will change hands. And my bold prediction is that John Moxley is dropping the world title. That's also what I thought because uh, with all with all of these uh, ch- with all of these championship matches, parang the feeling is they can't just be all retentions, right? And if someone if something were to change, it has to be Moxley. Right. I think it's time. I think it's time for him to uh, pass the torch, if you will, make a new star. I do think that Dynamite needs a top heel to reign at the top of the card, and that's Archer is as good as any. Does it matter though that they're doing it on TV instead of a pay-per-view? No, no, no. no not really. Sila naman may gusto ng pay-per-view calendar nila na hindi every month. So, I mean, might as well go for it. Plus, it makes your shows really important. Because if if all the big moments and title changes only happen on pay-per-views, then it dilutes the importance of the regular episodes. Having a moment like this, like, shit, natalo si John Moxley on Dynamite. It's a must-watch moment. Diba? So I think it's a good idea if if uh, this this status quo gets rocked on the dynamite show. Plus, it actually feels like the season premiere slash season finale moment na hinahanap natin from WWE. Right. Exactly. That's actually yeah. They should actually do that now out of spite, really. <laughs> so there. Uh, that's the prediction for John Moxley versus Lance Archer for the AEW World Championship. I think we're we're all sweeping this now. Uh, Archer wins. For the tag team championship, you have uh, best friends Trent and Chuck challenging FTR. Ito feeling ko FTR pa rin. They're yeah, doing uh, this. Sorry, they're doing this under the uh, rules, the bio brush with greatness. Brush with greatness. That's yeah, right. Yeah, brush with greatness rules. Yeah. To me, I think they're still building up toward FTR versus Young Bucks, which doesn't make sense because Young Bucks are heel now. Yeah. Which they were not before. Before they challenged FTR, so. Awan, uh, the chase will be strong for the best friends, so FDR will retain. FDR will retain. Admin Angela says, "Indisha rules you brush with greatness. It's just the gimmick." So sixteen no, minute time no, limit. No, no, no. It really ah. Uh, no, it's a twenty minute time limit, right? Diba? Diba? Diba twenty minute time limit. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, tama, tama, tama. Twenty minute 20, time limit. Yeah, that's, that is the limit. rule for brush with greatness. Yeah, you only have twenty minutes 20. to win the match, basically. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, the TNT Championship will be defended by Cody against Orange Cassidy. Okay, after having won the TNT title back, what what are the odds that Cody will drop it to Orange Cassidy? I want Orange Cassidy to win. <laughs> Even if it might, the chances of this happening are so much less than Moxley retaining, but I want Orange Cassidy to win. Number one, it legitimizes him as a superstar, pardon the term. Um, number two, it also portrays Cody to be not as selfish as people think he is. That's their, name. their main gripe with Cody was that he didn't need the belt right away. He could have kept it on Brody Lee. Granted, we can't really do anything about that. But if Cody is really serious about giving guys like Orange Cassidy a shot, a real shot at stardom, he's going to give him the belt. Now, is it going to happen? No, oh, only only the bookers can tell. <laughs> uh, really quick, uh, people are saying that the tag title match isn't brush with greatness. All right, yeah, I th- I looked it up as well. Nisha said oh, okay. brush with greatness match. Okay. okay, 
So uh, predictions stay the same. Anyway, as for TNT Championship, I want to say that Cody drops it, but he's in the middle of this renaissance that he's booking for himself. So no, why cost, you know, why cost Brody Lee the championship to drop it to Orange Cassidy later, other than the fact that you don't want Brody Lee to be destroyed by Orange Cassidy? It's not going to happen. Sorry, I was guys. actually going to ask if it, I was going to ask if it's logical for Orange Cassidy to even want to win a championship because he doesn't have like, why would he care about a championship if he doesn't give a crap about anything else? No, he, he came out. He came out to answer the call of last week when Cody asked, when Cody was asking in Challenger. So he does care, apparently. After his, feud, after his feud with Jericho, we know that he cares about things. He just doesn't To a certain do, extent. To a certain extent, he doesn't do a great job of showing it, but he does care. <laughs> he is a after-school special waiting to happen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, let's talk about the women now because the women's championship is also on the line. Hikaru Shida defends against Big Swole. This is because I don't think Big Swole is that boss who will eventually unseat yeah. Shida. I actually want it to happen because uh, nothing is going on with Sheeta right now. Like, oh, she just got yeah. through our guest Thunder Rosa a few uh, weeks back. But right now, they don't have her penciled into anything. Like, not even with the, the big women's story is to me, Brandy Rhodes and Anna Jay, right? Britt Baker doesn't have a story to flow to, to be anchored in. So I'd rather Big Swole won so that, you know, something could happen to them, to the women. And the championship. Are, are they not building towards uh, Britt Baker anymore? Uh, they are, but they haven't locked her down in a story with Sheeta. Okay. I still, I still think Sheeta retains, though. Yeah, um, I, I think so too. I just would like to see Swole win. Yeah, I, th- I think as far as long term booking is concerned for AEW, they are still going to be barreling towards Sheeta versus Britt Baker. All right, uh, Stan is encountering some technical difficulties on his end. Yeah, am I coming clear right now? Yeah, yeah, there you go. There we go, yeah. All right, there. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of want Britt Baker to be that boss that defeats Sheeta, actually. Pero hindi ko rin alam parang nababagalan na ako ulit dun sa progression of story ni Dr. Britt. It's kind of weird. Like, I would have yeah, expected uh, more since kababalik lang niya. The problem with Dynamite is that the women only get one segment every episode. Like, oh, hey, come on, guys. You give, uh, you give a lot of people time on Dark. There's no reason you can't cut one segment of the guys on Dynamite, move it to Dark, and give one uh, segment to the women every week. Yeah, so uh, there. Those are our thoughts on the AEW Dynamite anniversary show happening in, uh, in a few hours. Admin Angela says congrats uh, to us for our milestone last Sunday. Thank you very much. And thank you to everybody who helped us yeah, get that you. point. So nung Sunday, we na, uh, the wrestling, wrestling Wrestling Podcast is number one on Apple Podcasts uh, among the wrestling shows here in the Philippines. So we really appreciate that because it's been a while since we uh, got to that spot. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, we beat such luminaries as JR and Talk as Jericho and pretty, basically pretty much everything, every other wrestling podcast that you know of. Sabi nga ni Bakoy Pare, sabi nga ni Bakoy Pare, bayhina. Bayhina lang natalo natin. Walang, walang bearing. Walang bearing. <laughs> thank you for getting us to, yeah, to that spot just for that day or for a couple of days. Uh, yeah, thanks trying, for helping us get over. We're going to try to keep, our, uh, to keep that spot as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, that's why Dave, hit us up, Dave. 
Where are you at, Dave? Hands <laughs> up. So uh, here's how you can help us. You can help us uh, by letting us know which guests you want us to feature on the podcast. Plus points, man. Uh, if, if you guys know who that guest is and, and like you have their contact details, you want to send them our way. Or you can actually help us out as well by uh, downloading Shopback because Shopback is one of the brands that's helping keep the lights on here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So if you want to do your shopping uh, with us and with Shopback, just visit this link. It is app.shopback.com slash wrestling podcast. Again, that is app.shopback.com slash wrestling podcast. Each download of the app using our link, uh, my commission coming out of that. And again, it keeps the lights on and helps us get over uh, with our friends here at Podcast Network Asia. Hey. Right. Shopback is also a great app. Uh, let me just put the app over. It's a great yeah. app because you, don't get, you just don't get discounts and rebates from things like Lazada, and other online retailers, you also get it for food, for groceries. Oh. If you use the shop shop back app, so it's not just restricted to online shopping. You can do it, use it for literally almost everything. So please, please log on to that site. That's app shopshopback.com slash wrestling podcast to help us out. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, we've got our picks of the week. And if you're new to this part of the podcast, this is that one segment or match or show or podcast or uh, a documentary or video that you want to recommend to someone who just doesn't have enough time. So who wants to start? And then let's start first Anybody? with our uh, shoe-in pick of the week. Ricochet, as you can see on Stan's background, Ricochet pulled an Eddie uh, a few days after Eddie's birthday. So that is automatically a pick of the week. Uh, for sure. For us. Uh, yes. For sure. For sure. I'm also wearing my right. Eddie shirt to celebrate yes. that. Yes. Happy birthday, Eddie. Orale, orale. Happy birthday, Eddie. I, while I'm already speaking, I might as well give you my pick of the week. It is from yesterday's G1 Climax Day, Block A Day. Uh, Okada versus Ishii, in which Okada wins with the money clip submission. I know a lot of people are bagging on this submission move. It looks awkward. I know it's not the Rainmaker. It's not as hyped as the Rainmaker, but I respect it for, you know, this is a guy who is trying to bring a new edge to his game, you know, for a game that everyone's known for years now. So I respect the fact that he is trying to add new tricks to his bag. But also an honorable mention for those watching the Ring of Honor Pure Championship Tournament. This week's episode has a really good Gresham versus Matt Seidel. Really good stuff. Go watch it. Uh, you'll, you won't regret it at all. Uh, Chino? All right. Okay. My pick of the week goes out to last week's NXT. Because you know, it's time original pick. Ko, so I have to resolve <laughs> to last week's NXT. That one goes out to Kushida versus Tommaso Ciampa. It's unfortunate it ended up in a DQ. I wanted it to go. It was so good. It was such a great way to start off an NXT show, regardless of whether it becomes a pay-per-view, a takeover, or just a regular TV show. Because it's two high-caliber athletes who've, correct me if I'm wrong, they've never faced each other before, right? No, they haven't. They have not. So this was their first. Kushida is a former is a Japanese legend, former IWGB Junior Heavyweight Champion. Tommaso Ciampa is also a legend in NXT. And, and I want to see this feud go places and go further. Uh, so now we get a more definitive finish to this match because I felt like it was really good. Also, another honorable mention, since we do that now apparently, is uh, <laughs> on, on this week's Dark, it's Evil Uno versus The Blade 
versus Frankie Kazarian versus Jumbo Boy in a fatal four-way match. And it's just interesting because these guys are normally tag team contenders, right? Doing a fatal four-way singles match. It's a nice change of pace. It's a nice showcase of styles since you don't really get to see that much of them on Dynamite or any AEW product. So it's it's a great change of pace for you. So that go check that out. So yes, it's my honorable mention in the lower my HM then. My honorable mention is uh John Moxley versus the Dirty Daddy Chris Dickerson over at GCW Bloodsport. So I got to catch that kanina while I was having lunch and I, I enjoyed it. First time kung manood ng Bloodsport and it's refreshing to see John Moxley back in the indies. And I didn't like the sounds at all, but I was there for the wrestling. And I love the I, I love the different presentation, the rules, the format. Sobrang enjoy siya. And nagulit na lang. Oy, tapos na. So it also helped that the show was pretty short and that the matches were pretty short as well. And I went through the card and there are a lot of names that I, I really recognize. Like the, the British Bulldog's son is there, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Simon Grimm, Killer Kelly, Allison Kay. Layla Hirsch, who I saw at Stardom in no, no February. So it's a, it's a pretty good card, actually. It's there. Uh, my actual pick, though, goes to Flash Morgan Webster versus A-Kid in the NXT UK Heritage Cup tournament. So I'm really enjoying in British Rules matches. And this one was actually shorter than last week's match between Noam Dar and Alexander Wolf. So this one was really, really exciting because they were able to incorporate the high-flying Flash Morgan Webster and to make it mean something given the time limits in each round. So that's what I really loved about yung, yung match that Plus, Akin is actually really good. Yeah, he is. Very much so. Uh, Admin Angel is asking, what G1 finals predictions? Natin? Uh, okay, I, I don't want to predict it because uh, I just want to be surprised at this point. I, I don't know if the brackets have been busted, but it's not anything that I expect. I still want Sanada to be in there somewhere. Uh, maybe Kota Ibushi. Or, I don't want Jay White, but I feel like Jay White's going to be in there. So there's that. That's all I want to say about it. Chino la? No? Day four palama hoy. So you guys, <laughs> I got so much, so many more days to watch. Uh, you guys, I, it's too early to tell. But again, I want, I have my favorite. I'd say Sanada. He's a favorite, right? Uh, so I'll put him in there. So I, I really can't tell. I really can't tell. All right, I am not entitled to predictions because I have not caught up with G1 this year. There's that. All right, uh, on that note, we have to end this episode of the podcast. Please continue to use our Lazada affiliate link, by the way, for your shopping. You can still use our link to go to the site or the app. So the link is tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x Lazada. Again, that is tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x Lazada for all of your uh, Lazada shopping needs. Every successful purchase that gets checked out and delivered to your doorstep. My small commission commit done, which helps keep the lights on sa PNA and on the podcast. And before we get out of here, Ro? Sorry, any plugs? You're, you're yep. kind of breaking up. <laughs> uh, you know, just plug, uh, I just wanted to plug uh, my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash shang underscore daddy. Maybe later I will be playing L4, Left 4 Dead 2 with the crew. Nice. And always, always please read smarthenry.com. All right. I am plugging my podcast, my own little project called Class Clown, where this week I talked to a uh, ghost hunter slash tarot card reader and a faith healer. Spiritista, exactly. And we talked about all the things that go bump in the night. Didn't do that last time I did that. I was 13 years old. So now I get to do that again. 
a lot of fun. It's a great episode, especially if you're just after learning about these things and not necessarily getting scared. So, so yes, if you don't hear from me, you know what happens. <laughs> but for the meantime, look out for that episode. Also, I'm kicking uh, my whole uh, three the next three episodes are going to be dedicated to Halloween. Nice. My next episode is going to feature a prosthetics makeup artist who's going to give us tips on how to dress up for Halloween. She does really good Halloween costume work. Um, also, we're going to do an episode about sneakers. Because I'm scared of the pressure of other sneakers. Guess who's like, Kabayan, please. Uh, Kabayan. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's ridiculous. So we'll do all of that on Class Clown. Just look for it on Spotify. Type out Chino Liao. All right, on my end, just plugging my podcast on deck. Angela G, my co-DJ at Wave 89.1, is the guest for the week. Last week's guest, though, si Nicole Hiala, talked about the podcast this morning on Love Radio. So nagulat ako. Tapos naturally, dahil ako yung pinag-uusapan nila, they were talking about Thai. Like, they were literally <laughs> discussing whether or not they could say the word Thai on air, which really cracked me up. So, uh... Shout out to my friend Harwin who actually caught it and took a video. I'll post that mommy as IG stories. Ko. So that made my day. As for us though, we gotta get out of here and say thank you to everybody who has stuck around every week on the podcast. Uh, don't forget to check out the Thunder Rosa episode if you haven't checked that one out yet. It's already available on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. You can keep the conversation going even when we're not streaming. Just hit us up at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter or individually at Roiswar at Chino Supersized or at underscore Stan C. And on Kumu, follow nyo kami at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. Okay, that uh, brings us to the end of this episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Catch us next week on the next stream and on the next interview episode. Until then, my name is Stan C. He's Ro Moran. He's Chino Liao. Shout out to Babyface producer Nikai Lucanias. We're out of here. Thank you. Peace out. Peace. 